let the children of God say amen. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Uh, what a special service. The Spirit, I hope you've been able to feel the Spirit moving in this place from, uh, from uh, the candle lighting of joy and having uh, uh, kids be kids and bring joy to our hearts and laughter to our soul, uh, hearing the kids uh, sing out and joy and uh, uh, kids be kids, what a, and then the beautiful songs, and may God's Spirit just, just uh, truly fall afresh on of us. And then, then to have the, the wonderful um, sign language, and uh, Mary, did you know, and in my opinion, is one of the, the more beautiful modern Christmas uh, hymns, Christmas songs, in my opinion, such a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, I, I, I got with uh, Sandy and Leslie and the crew before to, to learn Mary, Mary, Mary because uh, Mary had uh, was face covering, head covering. Mary, did you know? Did you know? Uh, I thought that was beautiful, beautiful job, and thank you so much for blessing us with, with the ministry as well. Um, one of the more beautiful songs, Mary, did you know? I want I chose it for today because uh, it, I didn't. I don't know how much you know about the song. It's not a song I hear a whole lot the last couple of years on the radio, but, but I still love it. It's beautiful. It was written by a, a man really known as a comedian more than a songwriter, uh, Mark Lowry. He, he was known as a musician and singer as well. He sang with a vocal tri- uh, Gaither vocal trio for some time as well. But in 1984, hard to believe in 84 before many of you were born uh, 1984 uh, Mark Lowry was asked invited to write a poem for his local church uh, to be used at, at Christmas um, and so he, he penned uh, the Mary did you know uh, and then a few years later uh, a guitarist by the name of Buddy Green uh, put uh, matched a beautiful melody to it and then and it was 1991 uh, my favorite version of uh, Michael English released it, and uh, it's hard to believe that's been almost 30 years ago since that song came out, uh, but it still remains one of my favorite. Uh, since then, it's been released by a, a number of people. You heard it, Clay Aiken sang the one we just heard. Um, uh, Kenny Rogers, Why Not a Judd, released a great version some years ago. Uh, I don't know if many of you know who they are, but that was a great version. Uh, Pentatonics, Pentatonics was released not, released not too long ago and did a beautiful version as well. Beautiful song, beautiful song. Each of the couplets just warms your heart, just speaks to your soul. Mary, did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? Mary, did you know when you kissed your little baby, you kissed the face of God? you imagine i just i just i try to put myself in imagine that mary did you know that your baby boy is the lord of all creation mary did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations beautiful song it just warms my heart um but i have to be honest with you uh as a theologian and as as a christian every time i hear the song i get a little frustrated because to me no, she couldn't have known all that she was kissing. She couldn't have known. So it's a little frustrating to me because, I mean, really, Mary, did you know, could she have known who she was holding? Could she have known what this, this little child would do, not only for, for, for her friends and family and the people that she knew, but for the world at that time and the, for the world 
henceforth could she have ever known see uh luke's gospel only the gospel of luke tells the story and, and uh, luke's gospel is really known as the, the the gospel of womanhood because there's so many beautiful stories of women uh in in the luke's gospel the, uh, later in luke's gospel you'll discover the stories of mary and martha you'll discover uh, the story of Ma- uh, mary magdalene you'll get the story of of jesus being anointed uh, uh with uh, with the woman um and later in in the book of acts written by the same author as luke uh, you'll get another great story from a woman, from a businesswoman, Lydia, who who uh, creates the color purple. So, so you get the story, you get the you get the understanding here. So, so Luke tells the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the narrative of the birth uh, through a, a Mary's perspective, and it's a beautiful perspective. Um, the angel Gabriel comes uh, to to Mary. Uh, now, Gabriel's already come to Zechariah and to Elizabeth. Uh, you may recall um, they were uh, too old. They were beyond childbearing age. And the, the angel came to them and told them they were going to have a child. And you might recall that Mary and Elizabeth are cousins. I'm just trying to catch you up to make sure you know where we are in the gospel. Mary and Elizabeth are cousins. And so Mary, uh, angel Gabriel, and this is where I want to begin with the scripture passage. May God have uh, his blessing on his reading of his holy word. It begins in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. This is Mary's cousin. In the sixth month of her pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Hold right there. Go back one. Mary was troubled at these words and wondered what type of greetings this might be. Uh, I want to stop here for just a second. Now, we, we usually gloss all through this and read this and feel great and wonderful about Mary, but, but let's, let's be serious. Let's get real here. Here we have an angel, a messenger, Gabriel, Gabriel coming to, to Mary, this little teenager, and, and this, this girl who, who comes to her and says, listen, uh, you're highly favored with God. And, and Mary's, Mary is greatly troubled at his words, wondering what type of greeting this might be. Have you ever thought about this? I mean, have you ever thought, I mean, what do you think, when you have used the terms, oh, God has really blessed them, or God is blessing me right now beyond measure, what is the usual context when you use those words? When you are favored by God, what's the usual context? It, it, it's usually you feel, wow, so many great things are happening to me right now. Can you imagine all the great things happening to them? Wow, they are so blessed by God. They are favored by God right now. That's usually the context that we find. However, here, so you're favored by God. Why is Mary troubled at this? Perhaps we need to ponder the same question and think about it. What does it mean to be favored by God? See, evidently, it doesn't mean that our life is going to be a bed of roses. Evidently, being favored and blessed by God doesn't mean that you're going to get everything you want. And life's going to be great. No stresses, no worries, no troubles. Because listen listen to how Luke continues. Uh, Next. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid. It's going to be all right. 
Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Hold right there. So, you are favored with God, uh, young lady. And because you're favored, you're going to get pregnant out of wedlock, and you're going to have a baby out of wedlock. Um, and you've never been with anyone, so um, yeah, get happy now. You're favored. Is this something that she really should be excited about? Is this something that she would think, oh, geez, that's wonderful. That's great. I mean, consider that, that not being married and having a baby out of wedlock in, in the 21st century is a, is a challenge, to say the least, right now. But in, in, in 2,000 years ago, she lived in a highly religious uh, uh, area that, that she could have been stoned to death. She would have been ousted, and she would have had to, if she lived, if she survived, she's not sure how she could have survived. I mean, this is just unthinkable at the time. So is this something she really should be excited about? Gee, thanks, Gabriel, that's great. I mean, really, let's, let's be honest here. Now, Zachariah and Elizabeth, their situation, completely different. They've been married for many years, and, and, and they've had no children. And for many of their, their years in marriage, they have been praying for God to bless them with a child. For years, they've been praying for a child. However, now they're too old to have children. Neither one of them are able to have children. They're beyond the childbearing age. So one would think that they were the ones favored by God, not Mary, I doubt we'd really say the same thing about Mary. I mean, she was a teenager, and she was about to become an unwed mom. Whoopee! That's great. But see, Mary and Joseph lived within this strict community. Apparently, God has an interesting way of, 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 of saying who's blessed and, and, and who's, in, who's in his favor. Evidently, being favored by God uh, doesn't protect you from life's bumps and bruises. Uh, see, I, I want us to not miss this. Don't miss this. This is an important truth, especially in a season of COVID, in a year in which has uh, robbed us of so many memories, uh, robbed us of so much in this life. We don't need to miss this. That, that it's so easy for us to say, oh, well, you're blessed because your things are going your way. The Lord is, is blessing us because things are going great. We, we're, we've won the lottery, and, and everything's just going great. It's so easy for us to say we're in favor with the Lord then. But it may be a big surprise to us. It may be that one day we will be the ones to hear the Lord saying, uh, I was hungry, and you gave me no food. That you, I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. And we may be the ones hearing from God that, listen, I was naked, and you gave me nothing, no clothes. Maybe the reasons why we seem to be going our way is that we're living all for ourselves. I mean, it's easy to have a Merry Christmas if we have all the presents and all the gifts we have and the family all together. It's easy to have a Merry Christmas. Now, on the other hand, if we are going through the difficult time in our life right now, uh, when we feel like we can just barely hold on, we may be surprised that God is blessing us more than ever. 
that God is, is, is closer than ever before if, if you're struggling in life. See, that's what we find in Mary. The angel Gabriel is saying that Mary was blessed by God. It's not saying that God's going to make your life easy. What, what, what God is saying to, through Gabriel is that God's going to use you to bless others. Listen, I'm going to put you in a situation that, that you may not think is the greatest of the situations, but I'm going to bless you beyond measure because I found favor within you. So we, what, what we may think it's a bad situation. God is blessing us. Gabriel told Mary that she was favored by God and that she would bear a son. And then Mary uh, asked a similar question. Let's go, let's go to the next verse. And she said, how, how is this going to happen? How will this be I'm, since I'm still a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unused, uh, unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And hold right there. Go back. No word from God will ever fail. Uh, if you have your Bible open, if you have your Bible app, you might want to highlight this, mark it, dog-eared it because in a lot of versions it says nothing is impossible with God the new international version says for no word from God will ever fail for nothing is impossible with God no word from God will ever fail see um, I have often wondered is it more difficult to believe that God actually gave Mary a birth uh, or is it more a miracle that God uh, was able to give Abraham and Sarah and Elizabeth and Zechariah. What, what's more of a miracle here? I mean, they were an advanced age. See, certainly Mary in her, in her time, um, in her visit by the angel, uh, but there was no way that, that Elizabeth, who was beyond childbearing age, I mean, they, they, they prayed, they tried, they've gone through their, their years, but nothing had ever happened. They were beyond childbearing age. Elizabeth's pregnancy was a miracle. But I believe that Mary's pregnancy was a miracle as well. See, if science were able to, uh, to announce tomorrow that, that there was a, a virgin birth created in a laboratory, not any one of us would blink at it. We wouldn't even think twice about it. I mean, science was able to do it today. Okay, that's great. So... I mean, science is able to do amazing things today. But now we want to deny the God that created science, the ability to, to manipulate science to do a miracle? See, Jesus' birth was a miracle, and, and, and Elizabeth and, and Sarah's birth were miracles. So we need to underline this verse in our Bible that nothing is impossible with God. No word from God will ever fail. That's important for us to remember. So the next time you're in a hard spot, the next time you're in a difficult time in your life, remember, nothing is impossible with God. Uh, remember, actually, remember two things. Number one, uh, rethink who you think is favored with God. And number two, realize that nothing is impossible with God. And finally, the third thing is, uh, be thankful that this young lady said yes. You see, Mary was free to say no to God. 
When the angel Gabriel come to, came to her, she had the ability to say, uh, no, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to go through that. Do you, do you know? Wait, Gabriel, let me get this straight. You're wanting me to do what? You're wanting, you know the people I live with? You know these people around here? You know I'm, I'm supposed to be wed to Joseph. You know what they're going to do? You know what they're going to do to him as well? Oh, whoa, wait a second. She could have put a stop to it right then and there. So we should be thankful that she said yes. Actually, here's, here's what she said. Go to the next verse. Here's what she said. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be, to me be filled. Then the angel left her. I am the Lord's servant. May it be. All right. That was her response. I get chill bumps thinking. She knew what she was getting into. She knew that her acceptance of following God's path, that she was going to be persecuted, she was going to be ridiculed. She had to trust that God would take care of her along the path. Um, see, obedience is not a uh, fashionable word these days in the 21st century we don't like using the word obey uh, i i got into ministry 25 years ago uh, and the word uh in the marriage ceremony was uh it was already taken out to honor and to obey that was already taken out um and i remember one of the first weddings i did there was an elderly gentleman had a great personality great sense of humor i never knew where he was going with some of his humor but he uh, he went to a wedding uh that I officiated and after the wedding he said preacher you took the word obey out that you should you should have both of them say to honor and obey so they would obey each other i just kind of looked at him wondering if he was going anywhere he said yeah he said that always brought so much humor to me i know that they're not going to obey each other so he said that's you took the humorous part of the wedding out uh, i mean obey obedience is not a, a popular word these days but as a christian as a child of god we must obey and be obedience to god's calling god doesn't force ideas upon us god gives us ideas god gives us calling god asks us to do things it is it is within us to choose to follow his calling to do that which he's called us to do now folks i, I am really no different than you i mean god has just called me to a particular ministry to do this but god has called all of us into ministry back in 1995 march of 1995 my life was going great i i had a, a great job i had a, charlie and i had been together for seven years and we were five months away from getting married and I, we were we were finalizing our plans i had my life planned out we had our lives planned out together and god called me into ministry called me to do this i uh i uh I, I had no idea, I mean, I knew, scared me to death to think about that I was going to be doing this someday. I, I, I was not raised or brought up or taught to, to do this when God called me. I was the complete opposite. But yet God called me to this. God calls you to things in which you have no idea. God equips the call. If God is calling you to, to care for people around you, 
If God is calling you, if you have a, a notion that you need to pray with somebody, pray with them. Be bold. If you have a, 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 a notion, if, if the Spirit is speaking to you to, to have a conversation, to share your faith, to be who God has created you to be, then we should say yes and be obedient to God and recognize that Mary had a chance to say no and thank God that she didn't. We have choices to make in our life. Are we going to follow God's calling? To love our neighbors, to care for the needy, to, to learn what we can in our faith, to, to challenge and to grow in our faith, to, 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 to care for those that are hardest to love because they're the ones that need love the most. Are we saying yes to God and being obedient to God? I, I think that's a lot of what this, this, this uh, glorious passage is about. That we need to recognize who we considered favor. A child is a blessing. A child in or with in a wedding or without in out of wedlock is a blessing. God can use you and use that child to change the world. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Say that with me. Nothing is impossible with God. God created, thank you, God created the science. Don't you think God can manipulate science? God can do all things. If God is calling us, then trust God to do those things God is calling you to do. And then lastly, in this Christmas season, may we recognize that Mary said yes, and may we challenge ourselves. Are we obedient? to God and let's pray good and gracious God we love you and we thank you so much for this Christmas season Lord that that reminds us of this this incredible young lady Lord God who who knew the obstacles that that laid before her that knew the challenges knew the persecution Lord God but yet she was willing to say yes to you I thank you so much I thank you for all those that have gone before us that have said yes to you, that have paved the way for this, this great church, that have paved the way for our own faith, Lord. If it weren't for my parents, if it weren't for the little old ladies in the church that got to know me and love me, Lord God, you would have had to speak to me some other way. But Lord God, you've called each and every one of us May we say yes to you. Mary, did you know? In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen.